You're listening to Real Chicks Rock Presents Real Discussions, and I'm your host, Michelle Dawes-Burke. Fasten your seatbelts as it's sure to be an informative discussion and conversation. Keep in mind that we are not perfect, but we're empowered. Enjoy. Our new listeners, thank you so much for taking time to check us out. Let me give you a little background about what Real Chicks Rock is all about. We're all about creatively collaborating to connect and raise awareness regarding issues that impact women. And we do it by way of community service, public speaking, mentoring, and the arts, right? Today's no different. Today's topic is life as a playwright, right? Right. And today my guest is A.K. Payne. How are you? I'm good. It's so nice to meet you. It's so nice to meet you. What a beautiful smile. What a nice person. (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome. So glad to have you. I'm going to jump right into it. Tell tell the people, where are you from? Where are you from? So I was born and raised in Pittsburgh. Okay. It's cold up there, too. It is cold. You're used to the cold. Yes. <laughs> Go Steelers. Were you a Steelers fan at all? Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> so cold up there. What what got you here to Atlanta? How did you end up here? Yeah. So um, I just finished grad school. I just finished getting my MFA in playwriting. Mm. Um, and part of this... Uh, Graduate, it's a graduate fellow playwriting competition okay. at the Alliance Theater. Mm-hmm. And um, I applied for it in my last year of grad school, and um, I'm here doing a, doing a play. Wow, um, congratulations. Thank you so much. Congratulations on that. Why, why a playwright? Were you always creative as a young person? I was. A little girl, perhaps a little person? Yes. And just had a huge imagination? I definitely did. Um, my mom's a music teacher okay. uh, back home, and mm-hmm. my dad's a carpenter. I spent a lot of time. Just creating things, building things, imagining worlds. Wow. And I started writing plays when I was in middle school and high school. I went to arts high school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. What type of music for mom? What was her specialty? Um, she she does a lot of different genres. So she sings. She sings some opera. She also does jazz and wow. also does like just lots of different things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's really wonderful. Did dad build any of your sets or help build a little Not bit? Not any in sets, the... but I spent a lot of summers helping him build like houses uh, and build things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel a little Spike Lee with you a little bit in the sense that because Spike was a creative person and wrote a lot of his movies and went to Morehouse but his dad was very instrumental musically and wrote a lot of the scores and so that's why I was asking about mom does she give you any kind of musical inspiration for she makes up songs all the time Mm. my childhood just spending her just like making up songs about anything I think that informs how I write a lot of how I write is Related to poetry or like rhythm or like just how the characters kind of speak to each other, being rooted in, in some ways, in like a sort of rhythmic or poetic quality. Nice, yeah. So, yeah. Yes, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first thing you've written? Yes. Or my first play. I remember, I remember the first play and also the first thing I ever wrote, which was a poem. Right. When I was a kid. How, you remember how old? I was probably around six mm-hmm. when I wrote my first poem. I mean, really young. Yeah, very young. And then when I was in middle school, they had a young playwrights festival back where I, where I'm from. Yeah. And I wrote a play and I was just so excited. I was 12 years old at that time. And I was so excited to see how playwriting is about like community building mm-hmm. and about like people coming together. And it's mm-hmm. like this idea that one person has like in solitude, but it creates different ideas and mm-hmm. it creates more community and there's mm-hmm. all these different designers who come together and absolutely i was so excited by that and and i i have excitement on the inside because i'm older than you i know you can't really tell but i am <laughs> and so there's always talks about some of the first some of the things that they always cut is the music and the arts program yeah and so i'm really excited in knowing that for you, that was still, that was an avenue for you, that it wasn't obsolete. It was something 
especially in junior high school. That's pretty impressive that you were able to express yourself creatively. I want to take you back to when you were six. Who was the audience for your poem? Did you share with your family? And what was their reaction when you did? I shared it with my family for sure. They were all like really just just moves. And I think I, they started thinking about me being in art spaces more and more around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like in dance classes back then too. So mm-hmm. I was just always involved in just different arts things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like the first thing I ever had written. And so they were really excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do and you then, remember what it was? What was the context a little bit of it was that just, poem? I think it was all about like um, just imagining just a world beyond where, where I was at the time. Nice. And so I think a lot about world building in all of my work. Yeah. Um, and so it was all about just imagining an alternate, alternate world. Mm-hmm. So my imagination was always, I was playing with dolls and all the things. Yeah. So. Built in new worlds as a kid. So then you did your first play, junior high school, right? Another sensation there. Did 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 that catapult you into high school or college? How did you make your your academic decisions based on that play? Yeah. So um, I went to, like I said, I went to an arts high school for literary arts. We had yeah. majors at that time. Right. So my mom also went there, and that's where uh, Billy Porter graduated from. That's his his high school. V. The Billy Porter. The <laughs> yeah. Billy Porter. Okay. Yeah, it's called Pittsburgh Kappa. Nice. So, yeah, they have, like, they have different majors and everybody, you know, studies something different there. It's a public school and a magnet school. Oh. Um. So, yeah, I went there throughout high school and I was like, maybe I'll go to college and be a lawyer or something because right, 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 right. I was a little nervous about being an artist and just taking that leap into yeah. it, but it's what I've always loved to do. Okay. But I got to college and just did theater all the time. Really? Uh, yeah, I didn't study it. I studied English and African-American studies. But um, I did theater outside of my classes mm-hmm. and directed and put up my own shows mm-hmm. and just wanted to do that forever. So Why a lawyer? You don't I look think- like you like to argue. There's not an well, argumentative. <laughs> I mean, I don't feel none of that. Why a lawyer and what type of lawyer were you thinking? I really was interested in like international and like human okay, rights. Okay, that might not that. Yeah. Now that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. I was, I'm really passionate about a lot of different issues. Yes. Like yes. That. So okay. that was really important to me. I did mock trial in high school and mm-hmm, loved doing that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that makes sense. Yes. Now that makes sense. Yeah, you. I could see you doing that. Okay. Okay. But you went to college and you did you take any classes in law at all? No. Or it was all about the creative side. <laughs> I did English and African American studies, which you can you can do a law degree with that too. Uh, that's but... like a that's like a core competency. It is like core. Yeah. Yeah. That's not an elective. That's core Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Yep. So that was my major. Those were my, those were my double majors. And then um I did a lot of theater outside. But mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now while you're in college, are you writing plays that you're seeing being produced or how did you keep your creative um, enthusiasm going while you're in college? Yeah, I wrote a lot of plays when I was in college. Um, I particularly was working on a play that was inspired by my grandmother's life story. Mm-hmm. And it was like a lot of interviews that I did about her life story and like just putting all the pieces together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was the biggest project that I worked on during college. And yeah. then I like directed a few plays as well. And then uh, me and my friends got together and produced a play. Mm-hmm. There's just like a lot of different projects. And yeah. So when I, by the time I graduated, I had like a show that had gone up about um, washerwomen from the, it's actually a group of women from Atlanta, actually, okay. who had a um, a strike uh, in 1881, mm-hmm. um, a washerwoman strike. And I had a play about that that went on when I was in college. Interesting. So yeah. Where do you find your inspiration, AK? Where does that come from for you? A lot of it comes from history for me um, or sort of thinking about the relationship between past, present, and future. Mm. So like where we are now and how that relates to who we've been. 
um, mm. particularly Black histories mm. um, and how they connect and, mm. and, and come together. Um, I have a play that is uh, sort of inspired by Afrofuturism. I have a series of plays called The Black Space Plays. Mm. Um, and it's about this father who gets out of jail and decides the world isn't big enough to hold the dreams of his child. Um, and so he builds a rocket ship and he's like, I'm going to space. Mm. And the play is kind of about the child's journey with like discovering who her dad was and like kind of thinking about um, what does it mean to imagine freedom uh, mm-hmm. for black children mm-hmm. and for black families? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Let's kind of let's fast forward a little bit to to where we are today. Um, being a recipient of this uh, honor, right? You know, being able to have your play at the Alliance Theater. For those that don't know, Alliance Theater has been around several years here in Atlanta. A lot of great plays have come through those doors and been on those stages. And so now you're awarded, afforded that opportunity to have that, um, you know, have your play there. How do you how does that feel for you? Like, how does that feel? That Like, she's like, yeah, that's like a wow, right? It really is. That's like big. Yeah, it feels super exciting. I, I truly am so grateful every day because I think just being like being able to do the thing that yes. like my 12 year old self was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I think that feels really, really special, um, particularly in doing it in a theater that um, isn't a city that I've like admired so much for Aww. so long. I think it's an incredible city. Out to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think that's really special to be able to like do things outside of where I'm from too, right. to be able to share work um, in different spaces yeah. and just get to know different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. I think that's really exciting. I think I've always felt that Atlanta is a place where dreams can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a city of black excellence, I think, before we coined the term, because when I came here years ago, um, I was inspired or marveled. That regular people that looked like me had a simple job, but mm-hmm. they did have a creative side or they were doing entrepreneurial type things mm-hmm. or it just felt like you could really make things pop, like things could actually happen. And I tell people all the time, I don't think I would would have been able to have my nonprofit Real Chicks Rock in New York. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have been able to access the outlets like doing this podcast and other things and meeting incredible people like Mashawn and yourself and the Johnny Cornegays of the world, like other people, if I had been still in New York, because it's a grind. It's a constant, I got to go to work to make this money, to pay my rent, to put food on my table. And that's the cycle. I believe Atlanta gives you an opportunity to breathe, right? Uh, and breathe into a dream or into a passion. And then the universe provides like-minded individuals to be in your community, to be in your your space, to help support that. So I want to ask you, when this opportunity came about, did someone tell you about submitting your your play? How did you know you know, to go for this? Like, how did that come about for you? Well, I actually think it was initially mentioned to me from my mentor, uh, Terrell Alvin McCraney. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. he was in charge of my program at grad school. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's an incredible mentor and teacher and artist. Um, Those are important. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had mentioned it because he had won this award early on in his career. Awesome. Um, and so he was really excited about it and yes. he shared it with me. And so, yeah, I applied. Yeah, um, I'm really grateful to find out earlier, 2023, that that it had gotten the the award. This is this is amazing mm-hmm. because blood, uh, people envision all their lives to have this opportunity, and here you are going to have it for yourself. And it's and it's not even just like a few nights; it's going to run for a bit. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Like from the 31st to like March? March 3rd. Yeah. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah. That's over 30 days to give people an opportunity to come check this out. Absolutely. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be in the seats. I would love that. <laughs> so tell the, tell the people about the play, like yes. the name of it, how did it come about? Just give us a little insight. I have it here in front of me, but it sounds sweeter coming from your lips. <laughs> yes. So tell the people about your play. Yeah. So it's a play called Frillo's Paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, it is two people and it's just in a single room over a course of a few days. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's these two cousins who are both only children mm-hmm. and they're both grieving in different ways. Um, and it's uh, one of them is on a furlough from prison. Is it so, Sadie or are we going Sade? Oh, it's Sade. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, who just turned 65 the other day doesn't look it. She's gorgeous. It's Sade. Okay. Yes. Beautiful name. Absolutely. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. And Mina. Yes. Mm hmm. Mina. So, um, yeah, one of them's on a furlough from prison yes. and it's just them getting to hang out to hang out together yeah. and they're wrestling with the differences between them where their lives have gone different mm-hmm. ways mm-hmm. but really at the core of it it's about their relationship as cousins and yes. who they who they've been who they want to be in the future how yeah. they see each other um and yeah it's about tenderness and community yeah. and how we can hold each other in the midst of of systems that often don't want to see us yes don't, yes or even stay together exactly and and you talk about how um the the, the concept or the play itself they're, these two women are really wanting to be present in the moment yeah. and create like a a current memory, right? Like really like stop with fronting and being all these things that you think I am or not, but just really, let's really get to why we even loved each other as cousins when we were little, right? I'm just kind of getting a sense of how important it is to just be present in the space. Absolutely. Because we don't do that today, mm-hmm. right? Because we're busy, we're here, we're there. We're texting, we're sending emojis, we're not, <laughs> we're not creating yes. moments. And so that's probably, that's going to be really heartfelt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely a big part of the journey because mm. they only have this time together. The other cousin, once the time is up, like what they, she goes back. Yeah, she goes home. back. She's only out for the three, three days, days, right? And so they really, that time comes really sacred for them. They yes. don't have, uh, throughout the play, there's like not a lot of, they don't have their phones out at all. They're just mm. there. How about They're that? Just present. Um, so there's something really interesting about yeah. that and that that possibility and allowing us to think about what it means to not take time for granted with our loved ones. Like, mm-hmm. what does that look and feel like? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you wanting people to walk away with a sense of how to love per- a person unconditionally mm-hmm. or without judgment? What do you what is the feeling or the vibe that you want people in the seats to feel when they see this beautiful play? Mm. Um, I think learning to love someone like with intention, mm. with care. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's an important, important elements of like how we love each other with like awareness of what we all have been through mm-hmm. that we, that we each are walking into a room carrying something. Mm-hmm. Um, so loving with intention. And then also just like how, how is like, how is there some of us like a, a superpower and being able to hold each other and tend to each other in the midst of, of things that again, don't want to see us, us living or, mm-hmm. or surviving. Mm-hmm. So how do we create those? spaces of survival and mm-hmm. of joy and of freedom that are dependent on each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's important because um our our people in black communities, we carry so much. Mm-hmm. Um some self-appointed and some we didn't ask. We some of it we don't even know where it came from. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and so when I when I read the bio, when I read the information, um I just felt immediately that it was an invitation for people 
to embrace more and talk about things that maybe they weren't comfortable about talking about before. Um, and just to be free. Like I felt like there's a sense of freedom that will emerge from these women, not seeing the play, but just what I'm just reading. And maybe I'm putting some stuff into it or the energy that I feel. Cause I feel when you have those conversations with people that you love, mm-hmm. that's like you said, you want to be intentional. And you want to talk about the things that you felt maybe they weren't equipped to handle before mm-hmm. or whatever that is. And yeah. so it's going to be really interesting to hear their conversation mm-hmm. and what they share and 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 how they love each other through it and even how they part ways yeah. for however long that's going to be. But again, just being in the moment. And mm-hmm. I think those are great tips and techniques to take in a relationship, mm-hmm. like any relationship, whether you're intimate with someone Mm. Whether it's family, this is obviously cousins who probably love each other like sisters, Mm. right? And we have often have that girlfriends, good friends that we've had. So it's going to, it's going to pop the top and really give people a different perspective on how to be present, how to communicate, how to be intentional, how to listen and all that. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. There's a lot of buzz in the air these days. Um, with the color purple, Mm -hmm. right? It's different. It's not like what we saw in the movie. It's a musical. It's different. Some people, most people like it. The ones that have seen it, I've not seen it yet. And then some people, ah, blah, blah, blah. Do you think that um, because of this buzz of the color purple, people are starting to get reengaged with theater and wanting to sit in seats more? Hmm. What say you? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's always an interest in like storytelling, mm. always an interest okay. in like, how do we how do we see things that represent us mm-hmm. and see things that represent the complexity of us? Yes. Like when I saw I saw with my mom on Christmas Day and I uh-huh. was like so excited just to see something that was like thinking about like all of these questions right. of like community and joy right. and also like just right. just healing. I think right. that's what's right. people are thinking a lot about right now. Yes, yes. Um, so I feel like I feel like in many ways that those themes, um, we like I think people are always looking for ways ways to to tell stories mm-hmm. and to and to be to, to, um, to be listening to stories. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. It's important. You know, we come out of this pandemic. It's 2024, mm-hmm. right? It's unbelievable. We've been inside for two, three years, right? Yeah. Did that discourage you at all with still wanting to be a playwright? I mean, because the entertainment and arts community got hit really, really bad, mm-hmm. impactful, because we couldn't sit in the seats. Exactly. Right. Um, you could do things virtually, but it didn't have the same impact, yeah. right? Yeah. So did you feel at any time like, ah, oh, maybe I should be this international uh lawyer? Did you did you think about that at, at all during yeah, that I period? I think about it all the time. You still do? <laughs> <laughs> Pandemic or not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's scary. I think yeah. it always comes up, but I do think that there's that feeling of of like of like not feeling like I'm working, feeling like this is like all oh. I want to be doing. Yeah. You know, where it's just like gathering in community like the moments we've had in the rehearsal room where we're just like figuring out new ideas just be like working on a project together mm-hmm. it feels so aligned with purpose mm-hmm. in ways that mm-hmm. i can't look away from yeah um and i think i felt that during the pandemic too like i was mm-hmm. like there was always this fear of like if you're going to come back but yeah. the trust that i felt within myself of like if this is what i'm called to do or this mm-hmm. is aligned with my purpose then it's going to work out wherever however it needs to work out mm-hmm. um but i find that like storytelling 
like we're always going to crave gathering in a room together and and telling something, sharing breath and space. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the most human, like original things that we've done. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like we're, we're going to find our way back to that in, in whatever form somehow. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, you creatives are beautiful people. <laughs> I'm I'm too I'm too task oriented, like lay it all out. And then I go and I do like and so I, I tip my hat, you know, to those that think freely, that breathe and think outside of the box and that can produce something that lures people in to want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful spirit that creatives have because you guys see what we can't see. And then when you put it on paper or canvas or to music, we're just so in love with it. Now, again, I haven't seen this. I'm going to see it. But do you feel like there's a part two? Do we come back and see how Sade and (laughs) Nina are maybe five years down the road or 10 years? Have you been thinking about maybe a a sequel or something? Yeah, I've thought a lot about that. I think there's like a whole universe that these characters live in and I'm still curious about it. And I often, I think something I do is when I'm in a room, I I like am thinking about a million ideas at once. Like I'm thinking about the next play and this is thinking about a body of work. So Mm. yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you want to see this on Broadway? That's a dumb question, but I got (laughs) to ask it. That would be that would be really really cool. I would love off that. Broadway <laughs> then on Broadway. I would love all the things. I think I just have a real commitment to like being engaged in like community and trying to get the audiences that like are important mm-hmm. to this work in the room, regardless of where it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah. or at least touring, right? We can do a national yes tour <laughs> because there's every every city. You know, we're we're a little biased, right? We just think it's <laughs> we just think it's Atlanta, and New York, but there's Chicago, yes, and there's New Orleans. And there's Florida, there's, you know, parts of maybe Tampa or somewhere there. There are pockets of beautiful people like yourself that would love to see this, right? You know, to see these two women and how they have this conversation in this space and create this space. And so I'm encouraging you to to make this a national thing yeah. If possible, like, you know, take it to even if it's just six cities, it'd be great <laughs> yes. to just see, you know, and, and get that going and popping. What I'd like to ask you, AK, is what would you say to someone, these up and coming creatives, you know, because you're grad, you've graduated now. You're an adult. <laughs> yes. You know, you're no longer, you know, you're we're always a student. We're always learning. But you're an adult now. Getting W-2s and, you know, getting checks and stuff. Same things are happening. What would you say to people that want to pursue the art of being a playwright or just writing? Yeah. What would you say to them to keep them encouraged? Yeah, I would definitely say to um, to to engage as much as as one can, mm. like just to to mm. read, like to to read things that speak to the experiences that feel familiar to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in Pittsburgh, as I mentioned, and so mm. I read August Wilson very early okay, because yeah. he, you know, he wrote plays that sounded like my that's dad. Like the Bible. That's <laughs> yes. like the Bible. That's like the, the Ten of Commandments. Like, yeah, you got to read August's stuff. Absolutely. I read all these plays and I was like, this sounds like my dad on paper just over yeah. and over again yeah. in, in d- many different ways. So I, I think engaging um like sort of finding the things that speak to you and mm-hmm. following that like just okay. moving with an energy of like of um of 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 trusting the things that call to you mm-hmm. and and not not second guessing those things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think one of the biggest things for me is always just 
even if it doesn't make any sense, put in, put in the pen to paper mm-hmm. and just free writing. Mm-hmm. And eventually what, what comes out of that will be, will be something true. Yeah. So I think just beginning. Yeah. And- you have a spirit. Um, and we just met. You feel like a Ava DuVernay or a Shonda Rhimes. You feel like the world is your oyster. Like this is just the, the opening to great things to come. Would you consider television or movies? Yeah, that would be really, yeah, I would love to. And that's such a compliment. Thank you. (laughs) That's my favorite artist. You're Um, welcome. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I definitely have thought about it. I think um, my heart really does live within theater because Mm. of the sort of ways in which it is about just gathering and making a thing. Mm -hmm. But I also am so excited by like the capacity to reach many audiences mm-hmm. that comes from film mm-hmm. and TV mm-hmm. in a different way. Um, mm-hmm. But I, but I'm really, I love the capacity of like breath, just being yes. in a space and being able to see someone and, and talk across, like across, like without any screens, mm-hmm. just being present. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Talk about, we're going to talk about the current director for, for, for Lowe's Paradise, mm-hmm. but I, just directors in general, how do they get you? Cause in your mind, you, you're writing this play, this play. And the director's the one who has to see the execution of that. And so is it difficult for them to take what you've envisioned when you wrote your play and see it come through the actors and actresses? Is it has it been difficult for you? Yeah. To see I, that? I think that it it really is about communication and collaboration, okay. I think. And okay. and I found such extraordinary collaborators and I've been so grateful for that. Like mm-hmm. I've met some people in grad school, I've met some folks uh outside of school and just learning like just meeting folks who we almost speak the same language like there's just a kind of we've been it's almost like we've been imagining similar worlds in our different spaces and i think like all these directors i'm talking about are folks who are navigating like their own experiences with black histories and thinking Mm -hmm. about how like like they're we have similar passions Mm -hmm. and we're moving towards that um and so i think that's always been a core thing when i'm finding a collaborator that we're able to see each other. Okay. Um, and like, even if we have moments of like questions about what something's going to be, mm-hmm. we always are sort of walking towards the same vision of a project. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel seeing the actors portray your work? What does that do for you? It's, it's exciting. It's scary. It's like, it's a whirlwind of things. Yes. <laughs> I think the scary part, cause it's like, it's, I mean, this play in particular and lots of my work is really personal and comes mm-hmm. from like, a sort of like me wrestling with things in my own life and mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to find community through these things. Yes. And creating work as a way to start conversations on things that I've never been able to talk about with mm-hmm. folks. And mm-hmm. so having actors embody it, I'm always like, oh, this is, this is, this is scary because yeah. it's something that is new and that I've, you know, I'm putting into the world, but also it's like so liberating to yeah. be able to like, like, um, just let go of it mm-hmm. and to, and to, and to have it be something that lives beyond me. So, yeah. I want to I want to go back to what you said about your grandmother um a little bit about her story. Mm-hmm. So just share a little bit about what she has meant to you or what you were trying to capture when you Absolutely. Yeah, so my grandmother, I'm named after her actually. Are you? I am. So my first name See? is Alexis. See? <laughs> And then um, my name is Alexis Kitina, so my parents are Keith and Tina. Oh, so that's where the AK comes from. <laughs> cute. Yes. Um, and so my grandmother's life story. So she she lived to be 36 years old and she died very, very young um, from like alcohol and sort of addiction yeah. and things like that. And so the play was sort of traversing, thinking about like what is the, what is the weight of like generational like addiction and trauma and things like that um, and how 
how how do people like make choices towards perhaps a different path or towards thinking through what does healing look like, how to create lineages of healing. And so, yeah, that's kind of where it comes wow. from. And like the character who's based on me, whose name is Sky, um, she's kind of coming to find her own name. She names herself SJ by the end. Um, but this journey of like figuring out what are the things that I keep from my ancestors and what are the things that I need to lay down. I'm telling um, you. Yeah. Ooh. And then also just like navigating, like what are the stories that we keep hidden? My grandmother was also queer. And so how do you like sort of think about those stories that don't get told, that right. don't get space? Right, right, how right. How does that come to the forefront as mm-hmm. well? Mm-hmm. Man, beautiful. Yeah. Glad I asked that question. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad I asked that question. Yeah, that's a story. That's a whole nother thing in itself. Yeah. I grew up hearing stories about her my whole life and like I never got to meet her, but right. just hearing about her presence just and how it informed my father and then me. It's like mm-hmm. been a really big journey for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's after Furlough's Paradise? What do you What do you got cooking? You always got something. Something like I can things. tell. <laughs> yeah. I see the wheels turning in yeah, there. Absolutely. Um. So the Black Space Plays is one of the biggest ones. Um. So that's the series of plays that are about Black folks traveling to outer space mm-hmm. in different ways. So mm-hmm. I'm working on that pretty actively. I'm working on a story where I'm from. There's an old amusement park called Kennywood Park mm. that has a really intense history around like segregation, but also like Black folks. Eventually, we were allowed in being allowed to gather there and like it being a family reunion spot and all these different things. So I'm writing a play about that right now. Um, And yeah, just working on a lot of different stories and just kind of trying to just really root my craft and build my craft. So yeah. You got a lot going on in that head. Yes. A lot of stories. (laughs) Yes. A lot of stories. My mouth is open for those that can't see my mouth is open because there's a lot in you for real. Like there's a, a Shonda for, and a Ava. Thank you. A so lot of beautiful stories mm-hmm. and journeys. And what we appreciate is that it's about community mm-hmm. and it's about who we are, where we've come from. Mm-hmm. It's going to resonate with so many different people. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I really want to see your grandmother's story, though. Yeah, that happened. Thank you. Yeah. I'd love to share it with you or, you yeah. know, I'd love to share with people. <laughs> That's going to be good. That's yeah. going to be good. Now, I want to talk about Furlough's Paradise again. Do you get to, just in, in general for your plays, mm-hmm. do you get to pick the the people that are in, like, part of the casting? Are you sitting down there <laughs> when they're auditioning? Do you have say as to who? Yeah, I think there's a level of that. I think it's always a, like, complex thing because it's always about, like, what are like, the collaboration of it? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, it's the director. And I always, one of my biggest things that I love in a process is how do we, how do we truly collaborate? How is it not something where it's, like, one person's making all the decisions yes. from the top down? Right. Um, and so I'm curious always about, like, how is the vision of the director intersecting with, you know, what I'm curious about as a playwright? Um, so it's always a conversation. It's always trying to figure it out, trying to think about how do we weigh, you know, what is this mm-hmm. and what is that? Um, and in some processes, I've had less of a say just because I've been like, I just want to, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that part of the process because mm-hmm. it's very stressful. Um, but yeah, kind of a depends on the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, um, do you have, you said you have a mentor. Do you have a desire to teach? Yes, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I really love teaching, and I've been trying to find my space in that for sure. Mm. Yeah. Might be at Spelman. That'd be a dream. They got a <laughs> they got a hundred million dollar uh, donation uh, given to them. <laughs> One of the people, a uh, husband and wife, that's on that. the on the board, and uh, Gail King interviewing the president and everything. Yes. It was just 
Yeah, I've been so I mean, because Alliance has like uh, partnerships with Spelman. So we've had some really great people from the school there. And Mm -hmm. it's been really wonderful. The Alliance Theater has some great people (laughs) that work for them. One's in the room right now. He's an awesome person. Um, And thank you so much for making this connection. Yes, you need to be. There's an opportunity there, definitely. And, And again, it goes back to what I said earlier. I feel that Atlanta is a place where dreams can happen. Yeah. And big corporations are connecting the dots with women, with black creatives, with stories that need to be told. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it would make sense that they get their, their funding and get their self at the table to support intelligent species like yourself that are, that have beautiful stories that need to be told. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe your space is over at Spelman. That would be so cool. You know, (laughs) even if it's a summer thing, because they have, they got to go to school in the summer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and Emery is picking up some things. Emery's doing some things (laughs) to really shine the light on, on, on black stories and things of that nature. So, you know, again, Atlanta's becoming a place that voices can be heard. So yeah, really? yeah, you can teach some people. Can you teach people to write or is it a gift that you have to have? Because I don't know. Like yeah, a, that's know always a teach. big debate of like just artistry in general. Can't teach me. <laughs> I don't know. Be- I, because I think you have to be vulnerable, right? Yes. In sharing and telling your story. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. And I, I do think that you can teach someone the tools, you know what I mean? Yeah. To be yeah. able to to just to to be but there is like um part of it is about that vulnerability mm-hmm. like and I don't think that everyone I think that everyone has a different level of that that they are experiencing which is like that's just how we all work mm-hmm. and so I think that's part of that is how we enter work like how do we well, what what can we bring to the room mm-hmm. how can we bring ourselves to the work mm-hmm. um so yeah you mentioned August Wilson was James is James Baldwin another one Absolutely. that inspires you yeah and would you be interested in doing any kind of a documentary? Maybe I see a Nina Simone story Ooh, yes. <laughs> coming out of you only because you, you, you're, you're beautiful. Thank you. And there's a silence, but there's a strength in the way that you carry yourself and how you're passionate about your art. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, you know, calling out some names that have been powerful in their life yes. when they walk the earth. Um, and sometimes when it's after they transition that we real really appreciate them. Yeah. And yeah. They, those are stories that I think would need to be told or they have some 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 work yes. that could be done. And it would be great to see that it gets in the hands of yourself. Absolutely. You know, that would be such a dream to do a biopic of someone. Yeah. Just work on. One of my biggest inspiration is Audre Lorde and just yes. like how she thinks about work and community and. Oh my gosh, I would love to there would be a biopic, even if it's not by me, by someone yeah. about Audre Lorde's life. Right, <laughs> like, right. She's such an inspiration to so many people. Yes. Is there a book in you? Do you see yourself writing a book? Yes, I would love to one day. I think I would want to write a memoir one day. I really want to write more poems. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something that I like would love to just do because I think I think about poetry a lot in my playwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, so just like writing a sort of standalone and the, uh, book of poems. Um, but yeah, I think those genres. You see that? Yeah. For you sure. see that? Are you a spoken word person since you love poetry and poems? You I, go out? I used to be. In college, I did some spoken word, but okay, not so, so much yeah, they're anymore. Grown. They're not in college anymore. <laughs> yes. So they don't do that anymore. You see? Yeah. See how you've crossed over? I like being backstage a little bit too much. Yeah. It's kind of my, my vibe. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
You could do a book of poetry. That would be a dream. Yeah. You could do it. Absolutely. You got a lot of talents. I'm just, I'm just pulling them (laughs) out. I'm just picking them, touching them because you got a lot in you to come out. Thank you. You got a lot of great stuff happening for you. Furlough's Paradise, this is going to be good. So tell the people the dates again. When are we going to be there? Yes. So we begin previews on January 31st, and then it runs until March 3rd. So those are the dates of the Alliance Theater. Mm -hmm. In Atlanta. Yep. Mm, Great stuff. Absolutely. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. How can people find you? If they wanted to connect with you, if they had a question, if they just wanted to just say congratulations, what's the best way people can connect and reach out to you? Absolutely. People can um, can go to my website, akpain.com. Mm-hmm. Also on Instagram. I do deactivate sometimes because it's a lot on Instagram at times. Okay. But it's a Dakitina is my is okay. my Instagram. You can deactivate social media is a lot. It's a lot. It's a whole world that has to be managed. Exactly. And sometimes you don't have time for that. Yep. So I'm on there sometimes. <laughs> so I will follow <laughs> you back. <laughs> yeah. Emails work. Emails work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's social... I will get back to you. <laughs> social media is too much. Absolutely. You, you look up, you've lost an hour. Yeah. <laughs> With reels and stuff coming through it's and the much. people bringing in the TikTok stuff over to the top. It's too much. Yep. <laughs> you got to say no. Yep. I'm going to ask you this before I let you go. How? What is? What do you do for self-care? Oh, my goodness. How yes. do you balance everything? Yeah. I, I'm finding my patterns. I'm finding it's, it's an ongoing journey. Mm-hmm. Um, while I've been here, I've been swimming a lot. That's like my favorite thing to do. Good. Um, just because it honestly, I just feel so free. It's like the most free feeling that I have. Um, but just finding the things that feel nourishing. I think I talked to my mom. I have a dog who's here with me too. So I spend time with him. Um, yeah, I just, I just try to be with people with whom I feel just able to be myself Mm -hmm. and like, I don't have to put on any masks. I just, it's Mm -hmm. just easy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Community, friends, family, my Mm. grandmother, she's incredible. I talk to her a lot. Um, so yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm from New York and I, when I, when I moved here, I had no family. Mm -hmm. People are like, I was like, yeah, you know, I was in a long-term, a long distance relationship Mm -hmm. that got me to move here. And my friends became family yes. here for me. It's very important. Um, and so I get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also learning the there's power in the word saying no. Absolutely. Yes. Right. Because there is a part of me. I'm learning. You, you, you listen. I'm learning. Um, I deal with disappointment by staying busy. Mm. How about that? Wow. And I've learned that. 23 mm. taught me a lot. 2023 taught me a lot. I was, I learned to just, yeah. let me just, to not deal wow. mm-hmm. with the disappointment and the hurt. And mm-hmm. so I'm learning to say no. Mm-hmm. And even in dealing with and making this happen, it took me a minute because I was just trying to balance and I'm trying to breathe. Typically I'd be. Yeah. But, uh, but, and so it's never, it's nothing personal. It's just how I'm managing my self care. Mm hmm. It's important. Yes, it's so important. You have to put you first. Mm-hmm. They tell you on the plane. Yeah. When the mask drop, you put it on you first. Yeah. And then you can save all the people around you. So I would encourage you mm-hmm. to continue to do whatever it is. And guess what? It changes every day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's not That's a so one size fits all. Mm-hmm. It can change during the course of the day. Yeah. And you can discover it anew. I think that's something I'm, that's really, Yeah. That yeah. speaks to me. So it's very important that you continue to invest in who you are as AK because you can get so caught up in 
all of the blessings and the things that are coming your way that you're not breathing, you're not resting, you're not clear, right? And as a creative, as a human being, as a creature from Mm -hmm. the most high, you just need that. Mm -hmm. So I encourage you to to do that. So no shame in shutting stuff down. And you'll get to them and and you can always come back and say, I'm sorry. Yes, yes. (laughs) It took me a minute. But I needed this minute yeah. because it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And because we're people of color, we're women of color, just because of us, there's a high expectancy of us. And we got to show up higher and we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to. So anytime you have a moment that you ain't got to take that moment. Yep. And that's a cup of tea. That's with friends. That's reading a book. That's just being, that's living and breathing. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Take that with you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. We're proud of you. Congratulations. What a beautiful person. I'm getting this ticket. I'm going. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm going to bring a friend too. Absolutely. And promote it because we do have to support the arts. We talked about it before we went on the screen, uh, went live today on the show that there might have been people not interested because really there wasn't quality. Let me say that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now qu- you're bringing quality back, mm-hmm. you know, to the art form. So we thank you thank giving you. us something, us something to put us in the seats to check out and observe. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Listen, that's my time today. Real Chicks Rock. You know me. You can find me everywhere. You know me. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, I'm everywhere. Go check out my website, realchicksrock.com. Subscribe, we blog, we do, we do a little bit of everything over there. Yeah, check us out. We love you. Listen, you enjoyed this episode today. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friend. Frankie Crocker used to say on 107.5 up in New York, May you live to be 100 and I live to be 100 minus a day. So I never knew that beautiful people like you passed away. Until next time, be well, take care, and continue to rock on. Thanks so much for checking out the podcast today. Be sure to like it, leave your comments, and share it with a friend. If you have a product or service you'd like to have promoted during the show, please contact us at info at realchicksrock.com and we'll send you the details. We're reaching the masses and we would love for you to join us on the ride. Until next time, take care and continue to rock on.